Coming to you live from an undisclosed location in North Carolina. It is, it's a podcast name. I'm your host, JL, and here with me all the way from the Big Apple, Nikki B, the Brooklyn Butterfly, and that guy in the corner, he's our producer and forever intern, EJ the DJ. We back with another one, y'all. All right. Yes, 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 yes. We are back uh, for another episode of It's a Podcast Thing. It's episode five here on This a Podcast Thing. Uh, why do I feel like busting out in song like like Martin did on Varnell Hill? Ooh, yeah. I don't know. That, that was <laughs> literally my train of thought when I was going through this. But anyway, um, random thought. This episode here is entitled uh, We the People. We the people is the beginning of the first sentence of the preamble to the Constitution. You know, the document that's supposed to guarantee us U.S. citizens rights like liberty and, you know, justice. What a complete farce uh, we see in 2020. Uh, We the people, it's it's a statement that you can follow up with anything. You can fill in the blank any way you choose. How will we fill in that blank for us? Here in America. Uh, I don't know. I guess we will see. What's up, Nikki B? How are you, sister girl? What's up, everybody? It's the Brooklyn Butterfly being your air. Absolutely. Back in week five. Week five, yes. And another one. Yes. And we, the people, yes. have congregated today to listen to It's a Podcast. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we should, I should have said that. <laughs> We're going to record it. We're going to put it on the beginning of every podcast now. Yes, yes. I like that. I like that. Um, so, Nikki B., uh, how are the summers in New York? Uh, you guys get temperatures and, and humidity like we do here in, in NC? <sighs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's a different type of heat, J.O. That's the problem, right? It, well, that's the difference. Okay. In New York, um, we have a lot of tall buildings, a lot of skyscrapers, especially in the city. I mean, all throughout the boroughs, but especially in the city. And a lot of that actually provides a lot of cover from the heat. You know, you have those tall shadows that cast um, to to give you some relief. You also have the middle of central, you know, the the middle of the city is central park. So you have a good airflow that way. Um, And then, and people, I cannot stress this enough, (laughs) I cannot stress this enough in, in, in North Carolina where like the tallest building I saw was like maybe this I cannot stress this the higher up you are, the more breeze you get, the less hot you are. Like I don't I don't know if people correlate the two, but everything is like on the same level down here. So the sun is just on the back of your neck, just like giving you the picky right there. <laughs> It is. It is. And, yeah. You know, like so. It is. It's. It's the heat and everything. But you know, you gotcha. know, it's a different type of heat. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just. I was curious about that. So, um. Yeah. Because it's. It's hotter than a mug in the south. And uh, ooh, I. I mean, summer. 
Summer during climate change is going to suck no matter what state or country you are in. This is true. <laughs> this is true. We definitely going to talk a little bit about that uh, here soon. Uh, Mr. EJ, the DJ, what it look like over there, my brother? He says hello uh, to the listening audience. And he says he's he's not planning on leaving his mark at the pool this summer. Um, I don't I don't know. What is what is that? CDC guideline. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess check Google CDC. I don't know what's what's going on there, but uh, he's not leaving his mark at the pool. Uh, well, I guess no one should leave their mark at a pool or, or a lake of any kind for that matter. So uh, we aren't going to, going to do it either. Uh, I mean, did, you, did you see what the CDC said about being in the pool? What, what did you it? see the little graphic that came with the little girl sliding down the slide? JL, you did not see did that. Did I miss that? Did I miss that? People, people, do not click away from the podcast <laughs> until after we're done. But when we're done, I want you to Google search CDC images of pool restrictions. Just, I swear to you, you will laugh. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to have to check that out myself. So, <laughs> uh, so last week's uh, question here on the show uh, I posed was, uh, should we divide America in half, uh, one half for racists and the other half for non-racists? Um, we, uh, got a couple of responses there. Uh, I, you know, this was kind of one of those, just like I said, it was, it was a hypothetical question. I, I think I said it was a hypodermic question, but it's a, it was a hypothetical question. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it was just kind of one of those things to kind of get you thinking, like, you know, like, and, and to the extreme, this is kind of, you know, where we are, like, at least the way I look at it. I mean, when you have people that are like literally trying to do everything in their power to push a country back years and years, trying to push progress back that, that you know, has, has happened, has taken place trying to push it back to a time where, you know, things were just a lot different than they are now. I I, I really feel like, you know, extreme measures, uh, you know, need to be kind of called in. I mean, obviously dividing the, the country in half <laughs> one, you know, for one, you know, group of people and for another is, is definitely extreme, but um, it's also extreme to try to take someone's rights away. And I think that's, that's what's happening right now. We're seeing, we're seeing elected officials, literally trying to strip rights away from citizens. Now, again, the title of this episode is We the People, which is the beginning of the preamble to the Constitution. And like I said, I mean, just, I'm, you know, trying to make a point here. It's like, I just, I don't understand how you can write a document that says we're all equal, but not treat us all equal. So anyway. Well, I mean, because it was We the White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's easy enough when you don't consider other races human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that definitely has a lot to do. <laughs> like, I guess if that's your basis for for any for any type of uh, legislation or any type of, uh, you know, rules or laws, then, yeah, I guess it's going to kind of turn out like that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. So this week's IMQ, because I'm... I have an opinion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this week's IMQ is uh, should elected officials and, you know, I'm talking like mayors, governors, et cetera, on up, uh, be held liable for COVID-19 deaths. 
Now, I... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Nikki B definitely uh, let us know where she stands on this. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I thought of this when I was reading something, uh, and I saw how uh, former President uh, Bush mm, uh, said that the troop withdrawal from Afghanistan was a mistake. And I'm thinking in my mind while I'm reading this, I'm like, you dumb... It's like it was your lies that put them there in the first place. Like, and I believe that Bush should be charged with with war crimes. I really do. But for some reason, it's like we forgot that he did all the stuff he did because he gave Michelle Obama a piece of peppermint. Like, I don't understand how that just went away. But anyway, definitely talking about W. Uh, yeah, George W. Oh yeah. Um, but that that's an, Michelle Obama boy. I oh gosh, man. I ooh I. I love Michelle Obama, but I can't stand the fact that they're cool. <laughs> like, I know it kind of it begs to wonder what she, how she can deal with him. Like anyway, yeah, they know things that we don't know. So. Yeah, yeah, you know it does kind of call into question some stuff. But anyway, um, but I'm I'm looking at these, you know, these governors and some mayors uh, that made all of these really bad decisions. You know, when it came to these mask mandates. Uh, and opening up, you know, cities and, and states too soon and not closing schools, offices, other public places. And, of course, how liable the former president is for all of the deaths, ultimately, because this was on him. This was on his watch. He made a decision not to take into account the information that was given to him before all of this happened. So you know, that, you know, ultimately caused, you know, like massive death and destruction to this country and the economy, which is, you know, we're trying to like, you know, recover from that now. But anyway, uh, let us know what y'all think. Um, also, so, yes. So, let me, let, let me tell you what I think. Okay. What you got? What you got? You're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I'm with guilty. you. I'm with you. And the thing, you know, you know, when you think about it, the governor, the mayor, the president are mm -hmm. supposed to be able to think about things on a grander scale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I feel maybe wasn't considered yeah. was, yeah, I want these people to work, but if they dead, they can't work. Mm. So I'm effectively killing off my workforce. Yeah, And I don't think... You know, when you have certain corporations that are pressuring you and, oh, I helped you get this boat and I helped you swing that boat and this is what mm -hmm. I need in return. Mm -hmm. That's what happens in politics. You become beholden to people. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you scratch my back, scratch yours Quick quote type bro. of situation, mm -hmm. but not during a national pandemic. You, I, if I read that. I sent I sent this man over a hundred emails. Yes, I'm talking that I'm talking to you, Roy Cooper. Yes, mm. I'm talking to you, mm. Democrat. <laughs> and I say it that way because you make me feel ashamed to be a Democrat. Ooh, ooh, man. I'm looking at you, Roy, and your whole office. Yeah. All of you. Yeah. Who said defer to your elected official? You are my elected official, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, and you know, I, I I just think it's amazing that we even have a Democratic governor in, in a red state like North Carolina anyway. But, you know, the fact that, yes, you know, you know, we're looking to him, you know, as, as kind of like the voice of reason and, and the person who's going to use common sense policies 
to protect the state because that is it, that's the point you know that I, you know think you kind of like reference to it's like you're beholden to the place that you're in charge of and if you're a governor if you're a mayor if you're a president you swore you swore on a bible to protect to protect that is your utmost duty to protect citizens at all costs and if you don't do that if you're derelict in that duty then you should be held liable that's just Absolutely. my view. that's my view. Absolutely, so Absolutely. anyway well go ahead i know you have another <laughs> well yeah yeah no I'm done with the no no i i i, I like I said, I, I definitely understand, and I, I think that that's the problem. Democrat, Republican, Independent, we have to hold politicians. You know, hey, if you if you did it, you're guilty. You know, regardless of like if if it's if it's a law you broke, then okay, you're guilty. If it's a policy you broke, hey, you broke a policy. You know, you have to pay whatever is due to that. So I, I'm with and you the on that. There's a lot of a lot of citizens, not just a across the country, but let's, let's just focus in on this state. They don't want to be bothered with politics. They don't understand it. They don't think that they have a dog in the fight. They don't mm -hmm. think that their opinion mm -hmm. matters, that anything they say counts. And what people fail to realize, what the people of this state in this country fail to realize is we are the majority. Mm -hmm. And if we sound off, it cannot be ignored. Yep. Absolutely. It cannot be ignored. It, it cannot. It was ignored in the last presidency, and look and look what happened. Absolutely, absolutely. We got to learn from from the mistakes of the past. So, so uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think, guys. We're gonna post that question. Please up. let us know what you think, guys. Absolutely, definitely want to hear what you guys got to say about that. Uh, also, so I, I mentioned uh, when we when we premiered the season um, that I was gonna have an announcement. I told everyone. I'll be making this big announcement on the on this on the show this season. And guess what, everyone? That time is not now. It's oh. it's yeah, it's not now. Um <laughs> but don't fret, don't fret. I will be making a special announcement on next week's show. So uh definitely tune in because you don't want to miss that. Uh it's gonna be like big, like gargantuan big in nature, like Godzillion. I made that up. I just thought that sounded cool. That's cool, right? Yeah, because, you know, well, I mean, spell check said it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did give me the red line there. So, but, uh, hey, man, I thought it was cool, man. So, I think I might start saying it. So, anyway, <laughs> EJ the DJ. EJ, EJ, cue that music cue up. Cue that music up, man. We, we about to go ahead and get this show going. Let's show y'all. In the news. So, Democrats are finally fighting back. Well, kind of, anyway. Uh, so, earlier this week, uh, Texas House Democrats left Texas in a mass exodus in order to keep ratchet Republicans. I don't even use that word, but it just fits because uh, they are. 
uh, to keep them. Yeah, just a little bit uh, to keep them from passing more restrictive voting laws. Uh, because Texas law requires two thirds of lawmakers to be in attendance in order to conduct the session, <laughs> Democrats left to keep the session from moving forward. The Democrats went to D.C. to take their fight there, uh, where they'll hang out until August seventh, I guess, uh, in order to weigh out the thirty day session. I don't know if they're going to stay in, you know, D.C. the whole time, but the whole point is they kind of staged this walkout uh, in a defiance and to uh, abandon the House session so that the House session could not move forward uh, to enact these uh, voter restrictions that they're trying to pass down there. Um, So they're trying to urge Congress uh, to pass real legislation uh, like the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act that will restore the provisions that were gutted by the Supreme Court back in 2013. Uh, But of course, Not not to be outdone, you know, how Texas is, you know, not without a fight. The idiot governor of Texas threatened arrest and detainment for the Democrats walking out on the session. He said that he could have them arrested. Uh, the ratchets, I mean, the Republicans said Texans don't run away from a challenge. <laughs> Which is so funny because Cancun Cruz apparently doesn't know that, um, that you, you're not supposed to run out on challenge. Because remember when he went to Cancun, when Texas lost power? So, yeah. Um, so I don't know if he if he knows, you know, that you're not supposed to run away from a challenge. But then again, I don't know if he knows he's actually Cuban either. So um, I think he forgot that a long time ago. Cuban <laughs> So, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. I, I don't know. Uh, President Biden gave a speech in Pennsylvania this past Tuesday to address this attack on voting rights, calling an assault on voting rights uh, the gravest challenge to American democracy since the Civil War, uh, which, eh, I mean, I guess that's a lot to be said because, I mean, we know what the Civil War was about. So um, I can appreciate the speech, but President Biden didn't give any indication that this uh, Voting Rights Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, is going to get passed. Um, and that's a little troubling uh, because we need... <laughs> We need to have something federal in place so that these little states can't set up their own little rules and and regulations on who can vote and who can't vote. Ever since this big lie was created back in the 2020 election, we've just had a lot of issues when it comes to protecting the constitutional right to vote. So no disrespect to Texans. I definitely know some fine people from the Lone Star State, but Texas is really wilding out right now. Uh, They had no power in January in February because of outdated utility infrastructure. They recently passed legislation saying you don't need a permit to carry a gun when they've hosted several mass shootings over the last several years. And now they don't want people of color to have access to voting anymore. So they're going to change the laws. So I I said it jokingly last time, but Texas is seriously trying to regress back to the wild west of the old days. Um, so maybe they need to get Matthew McConaughey to, to win the election for or win the bid for governor so then he can legalize marijuana. All them Texans can just smoke a blunt and chill the heck out because it's just, <laughs> you know, like everybody will be cool in Texas after that, man. So anyway, uh, also in the news, the Delta strain is on the rise. Of course, uh, we've been you know kind of watching this. And it's it's everywhere. It's it's in several different countries. Uh, definitely 
around our way. It's rapidly increasing in several states across the country, 46 states in particular. Uh, and these are going to be the more under vaccinated states, specifically red states, which I mean, there's really no surprise there. Uh, Florida cases have increased and increased among uh, the unvaccinated populations uh, with many patients being younger uh, 20s and 30s now. So they're saying uh, based on uh, some of these uh, doctors in the hospitals that are actually there on the on the ground, they're saying that it's it's getting younger and that this strain is actually affecting them more in the way of causing, you know, a longer period of sickness and more deaths. So this is scary because we were worried about our older population with the regular strain. And now this this other strain seems to be, you know, kind of gearing towards more the, the younger population. So that's definitely a, a scary thing. But my concern is this, if we're if we're, you know, if we're looking at things like that, why does it seem like they're trying to push the kids back in school so fast? So uh, it seems like they're unconcerned about this pandemic uh, that we're in the midst of. But I'll call it a public health crisis since, you know, now we're out of the pandemic. <laughs> Apparently everything's open and people are going to concerts and swimming in pools and watching for the for leaving, you know, marks and stuff. Um, but it's like <laughs> it's like now they're like trying to push our kids back in school. And the CDC is actually saying that fully vaccinated students and teachers don't need to wear masks in the classroom when they return. Uh, and they also said that a return to the classroom, uh, a return to classroom learning is encouraged, uh, even if all precautionary protocols cannot be utilized. What? <laughs> what? Why would you why would you have kids in school if you're not going to take every precaution necessary? It just it just really seems the last several years, it just seems like we don't really care about our kids anymore. But that's a whole nother issue there. Anyway. Um, now they did say if students aren't vaccinated, that they should use layers of protection, masks, you know, six feet apart, all that good stuff. Uh, but the problem is if these vaccines are only for people 12 years and older, what about the babies? Cause now we're talking about elementary school age and that's all going to be under 12 years old for the most part, unless you got a really dumb kid. But, um, for the most part, yeah, like, you know, so it's like now, <laughs> It's like we know that the, the children, like little kids, are some of the biggest carriers of viruses. You know, I mean, and not even just COVID, but flu and everything else. So, again, why are we so hell-bent on sending our kids back to school unprotected? I just don't understand that. So, anyway, uh, again, uh, joking around, but I guess there, some truth, there's some truth in every, every it even humor. Uh, but the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, is reporting more issues, uh, so much so that now the FDA is putting a warning label on the vaccine um, after reports of neurological disorders and people who received the vaccine. So, yeah. Uh, and then I also read an article that said uh, Johnson & Johnson just recalled some uh, Neutrogena and Aveeno sunscreen products. Man, I ain't using no more baby powder. I ain't using baby shampoo. I might even throw away the Q-tips in my closet. Like, what the heck? Um, and see, it's, it's people like you, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, it's like every week they it's come out. It's always a measure of error in anything. Like, would you say I'm never going to fly again if 
you saw an article about a Delta airline going down, like it doesn't happen all the time. Now, should we hold people accountable? Absolutely, especially these big corporations, because they most likely are skimming off the top, doing something that's that's leading to this. So I'm not I'm not gonna say that, but I will say this. This kind of harkens back to your uh, your question about holding our elected officials um, accountable mm-hmm. for the for the COVID death. So let me tell you something. I have a kid that's that's under twelve that can't be vaccinated, mm-hmm. and if he gets sick from COVID, now first of all he's covered in the blood of Christ. So I'm I'm, I'm not worried about him dying of COVID, but let him catch it and see if see if Roy Cooper will be able to walk outside his front door mm-hmm. without running into me. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I see what you're saying. I, you, you're being callous with yeah, yeah. the citizens' lives. Yeah. But you can't even give the kids a chance. Yeah. And a lot of people try to say, well, you know, kids, during the pandemic, everyone was saying, kids are all right. Mm-hmm. They have strong immune mm-hmm. system. We need to worry about these old people. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but if this new generation dies off, who's going to be here to take care of this one? <laughs> Did anyone think about that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, and I'm not saying that um, older lives are not important. Of course they are. I wouldn't want anything to happen to my grandfather or some of my older uncles or anything like that. Never. Yeah. I would not ever say I per- But if you tell me what takes priority, saving this 77-year-old man or saving this six-year-old boy, I'm always going to say the six-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm... I'm, I'm... And, and, and again, not to take anything away from older people. Yeah. Yeah. But not investing in our kids is yeah. always it's always circles back to being a problem. Yeah. Well, it, it's a huge problem. Um <laughs> and I know I know online learning was difficult. Again, I have mm-hmm. a kid that's under 12. Yeah. So, I saw firsthand how being back in the classroom was important. I'm not denying that. I'm not knocking that at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But my son did not necessarily do as as bad as some others, but that's because I invested in my kids' learning. Yeah. So now, here's the thing that I hate hearing. Johnny and Susie done had seven kids, and now they upset, and they in somebody's court yelling about these teachers need to, and their schools need to open back up. Nobody told Johnny and Sally to make seven kids that they didn't want to take care of, mm. that they didn't want to discipline, that they didn't want to raise people. The schools are not here to raise your children. They are here to teach your children. You are still the main person who are raising, who's raising your child. I understand you may work 40, 60, 70 hours a week, but you didn't think about that when you laid down and did things that made this baby come, okay? <laughs> yeah. It, so I hate, I hate hearing that. I, I, I just, I hate it when people say, let's go, da, da, da. no, invest in, online learning you had a whole year to do it you had a whole year to figure it out mm. you had a whole year to figure this out so that my kid can still learn without me worry that he's going to contract a disease that is fairly new yeah this isn't rubella this isn't influenza we haven't seen this throughout centuries this is fairly new yeah. to the general public yeah. and instead of you going you know, maybe let's invest in some of these things. Or when we were creating a vaccine, maybe we should have already been looking into one for pe- for kids 12 and under, even if we, if it wasn't ready when the other ones were. 
there should be significant work done already. You let these kids come and get this chicken pot vaccine when they're five. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Why is there not a vaccine for kids 12 and under for this COVID-19? Mm. That's just my rant. Hey, no, I, no, I, you, you hear that? I <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the input because I'm not throwing out my Q-tips. I don't use them. Well, I ain't throwing out my yeah, Q-tips, yeah, but yeah. I, I still. <laughs> I told you, I'm, I give me some cornstarch before I use some baby powder. But, um, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> but no, you, you hit a, a major point and that's, you know, investing in children. And I mean, I hate to be, you know, cliche, but the children are the future. I mean, you know, Whitney, Whitney had it right. I mean, please you, tell them, please. It, <laughs> the more, you know, the, the more, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, how, how do you not want to take care of this, this precious asset, this, this precious, you, you know, it's, it's because that that's, who's going to be, you know, running the country. That's going to be who's protecting the country, making the laws like just. And if you're not investing in their future and investing in, in infrastructure, this this pandemic revealed so many different weaknesses with this country. The fact that like there's not Wi-Fi available for, you know, kids in rural areas to have Wi-Fi to be able to do at home learning. You know, oh my God, can you say that again? In rural areas, not just low income, inner city, blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. some about, you know, some of the people out there that are of a lighter skin tone seem to think. <laughs> yeah, but you that, know, that, oh, no, it's, it was in rural areas. Yeah, that was major problem. Even in problem. heavily populated suburban areas. Yeah, yeah, major, major problem. So, um, and, and I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like those are the things that are going to help to build the future and help to provide those resources needed for the children to be able to do. And not even just in the classroom, not even just at home, but when they return to the classroom, you know, like the, there's there's schools that are like underfunded and in need of dire resources. So we're not even investing in the schools when they're there and they're trying to push them back in the classrooms without the stuff they need. Like it, it's. <laughs> So yeah, let me let me get down before I get on my soapbox because, like I said, that when you start talking about kids, that's a that's is a it's a very and I, situation. And I think that's what it is. It's it, it's a touchy subject. It is a it very is a touchy, touchy subject. Because so. we don't want to put mine in danger. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what you're not going to do. But 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 I will cough all over you. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like these politicians don't pretend that you care about these kids. You know, and you're so oh, we got to get them back to the classroom when they can learn when they don't even have the resources in the classrooms right now to learn. You know, they they hadn't had them for years to learn. And like now you're trying to rush them back in there with COVID. (laughs) So not only do they have, you know, like they're underfunded with the resources and underprepared, but like now you put them in there with a freaking virus that you don't have a, a vaccine for, you know, so. Okay. And then I was go down a rabbit hole. I'm not going down a rabbit hole, people, I promise. I'm not going down a rabbit hole, but I just want to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Biden has been talking about how important it is to invest in U.S. infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what's infrastructure? It's all of this, people. It is not just roadways and railways mm-hmm. and buildings. It is figuring out, having a backup plan for the backup plan for the backup plan because mm-hmm. we obviously needed it this time around. Mm-hmm. It's having measures put into place so that if something like this does happen, we will not be caught off guard again as mm-hmm. as 
and have to shut down for for a year mm -hmm. and have people complaining and going crazy because they were asked to stay home for a year. You don't want to have something like this happen again to stop complaining about the budget, how much money is being put towards infrastructure. We need it. We need it. Some of these pipes, look, as JL said, oh that whole system mm -hmm. falling down in Texas, they didn't have power for, for one yeah. of the largest states in this entire country mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to not have power because they working on some grid that was, that's 50 years mm -hmm. old. Are you kidding me? Yep. You want to, all people think when they think infrastructures are, what's wrong with the roads? Come on, people. I'm going to need you to... <laughs> I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to look up the word infrastructure. Come on, you got it on your phone. You it's, have it's Google. There. It's there. Like, don't play. <laughs> don't nobody know more than Google and God. <laughs> anyway, I love it. I love but it. again. Yeah, I'm gonna come down off the soapbox now. No, it's cool. I'm, I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna let you have the oh, last okay. one. I'm now. putting it away. I'm putting it away. Look, I'm closing it up <laughs> against the wall. Well, yeah, leave it right there because we might need it again. We might need it again. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also in the news, uh, the world is on fire again, y'all, uh, figuratively and literally. Uh, so this right now is about the time last year when we were going through the summer protest over the, the murder of George Floyd. And of course, riots and, and things broke out. But uh, we have peaceful protests about uh, police brutality and social injustice uh, that still carry on to this very day. Peaceful protests. Uh, now there are protests in Cuba and South Africa that have erupted and the ones in uh, the latter in South Africa are turning violent as some people have, have died in some of the riots there. But um, just just things going on like that. Uh, there's uh, forest fires, uh, wildfires out west tearing through acres of land and flooding in the east, actually around your way, Nikki B, up in New York. I know, I know, I know. So, I have my people check in with me just to make sure. Yeah, like that's just crazy. But it's like everything kind of just ties together um, with, with some of the things we discussed on the show. Now, the, the protests in Cuba um, are over economic strife and the demand for freedom, which is pretty much why we're protesting right now uh, here in America. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, COVID deaths there, too. So I'm pretty sure like they're just kind of like, you know, just being pulled at both ends and, and a lot of people are just just tired and frustrated right now, kind of like we were here. Uh, the protests in South Africa were a result of uh, former president uh, Jacob Zuma being locked up. Uh, no Akon. Uh, the wildfires have burned more than a million acres of land um, as uh, firefighters battled out in California, uh, Oregon and Washington state. I guess uh, Oregon's had, has the bootleg fire. I didn't know that they named wildfires. I guess like like we name hurricanes here on the East Coast. Um, but keep in mind, uh, there's already an unprecedented heat wave uh, there on the West Coast. So as they're dealing with these fires, I mean, it's like heat's just raining down. I couldn't I can't even imagine being a firefighter trying to fight a fire in like 100 plus degree weather. With all that gear. Oh, oh, my gosh. And you have to wear it to protect yourself. So exactly. Ooh. Um, and then I read the story about the record break, uh, record breaking flooding in New York. Um, New York Times says Central Park got more than four inches in less than 24 hours. And that was uh, due to the tropical storm Elsa. Uh, but it ac actually disrupted subway travel for like several that's hours. Yes, yes. That's the problem because we, 
we build up in New mm. York. So meaning there's a lot underground. Yeah. So yeah. when something like this happens, again back to infrastructure. Infrastructure. It damages infrastructure. Our infrastructure. Yeah. But but that's the thing. And then it also ties back to uh climate change. You know what I mean? Because Elsa is a result. We yeah we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't say it too loud. This crazy weather he was talking about. This crazy <laughs> weather. Go ahead, Dale. Yeah, it's it's just so crazy. But like everything, like it's like we're seeing the stuff happen, but we know what is causing it, but we're not doing anything. So anyway, um, so now uh, going back to Cuba and and South Africa, you know they're going through their own civil discourse, uh, and you know we wish them you know the best outcome, definitely for the people. Um, you you think uh, Cancun Cruz will march with his Cuban brethren? You think he gonna get out there and he he ain't gonna do that? Nah, he ain't doing that. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, hey man, that's that's a, that's gonna be his name forever. I'm sorry, you just ran out on your on your stay on your people. Triple C, triple C. But well, no. Cause he, on, but, but we're gonna refer to him as Triple C, and if you get lost in later episodes, it's because you need to go back to episode. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I don't even because he because I don't know if he even identifies as Cuban anymore. You think he still claims it? Probably not. Well, yeah. you know, you know what the craziest thing is. Like, I'm sure because you, I, I don't know if you know. I mean, because we're black, so we might not pay attention to it, but. <laughs> Latin X. I'm gonna say Latin X, so I encompass everyone. Okay. Um, it's very interesting because they're an ethnicity, not a race, right? So they get to choose what they're referred to. Mm. So I work with some Latin X that go, yeah, put on white, and I work with some Latin X that oh. goes, not nah, put on black, like put I am black, put on black with Hispanic, and. Wow, and okay. I truly believe, and I mean, I have very fair skinned Latinx people tell me, put on black. Um, wow. I will say that, but Ted Cruz, I am 100% sure. <laughs> driver's license says white. It says white. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely says white. If if any of his uh, uh, aides can get us a, a picture, like screenshot it and post it to like uh, social media so we can see. We would love to see that. We we would love to well, see. I don't need to see his picture. I don't even need to know his middle name because he's just gonna be triple C from now on. <laughs> but I would love to see, and I would also love to see if he's lying about his height because a lot of people do. Yeah, he he looks like a short dude. Yeah, and and the fact right? the fact that he's just like so angry and just does all the stuff that he does probably shows that he's lived a life as a short person. He's just bottled all that anger up inside his little body. And he's just like, oh, I'm just so angry. I'm going to do this to all the other people. An extreme Napoleon <laughs> Basically, so... He's that guy on the Tinder profile that's like, yeah, baby, I'm 6'1". <laughs> muscular, 225. <laughs> like a bench, like 325. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If you don't stop lying, I'll meet you. And you are the basically oh my gosh man yeah so i'm i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he does not identify uh with that um so yeah uh just a lot of stuff going on um you know when it comes to this climate change and 
Uh, it's affecting it's affecting stuff. It's affecting the weather, which is affecting infrastructure. You know, I mean, it's it's it's, you know, all kind of falls in line. So um, and, you know, while we're talking about that, uh, also, of course, thoughts and prayers are with the people in Surfside, Florida. Uh, once again, as they, you know, continue just the cleanup there and the aftermath of that. So, um, you know, we have to uh, we have to make some changes. We have to make some changes because uh, this, this climate's changing. Uh, so we have to make some changes now. Uh, to make it better for everybody. Um, also, just wanted to cover these little <laughs> kind of ridiculous stories I found in the news. Uh, oh, wait, guys, wait, guys. I'm going to do the ridiculous news. Tonight in ridiculous news. Sounds like a bad sitcom, but billionaires are in outer space. I repeat, billionaires are in outer space. White cop punches black woman in the face. Did not live to see the next day. That's not really written in the script, guys, but you know, <laughs> I had to say. <laughs> Another cop plans drugs on suspects and catches a case. Hmm. Feds might make marijuana legal if you have a trace. Now, this one interests me a lot. <laughs> Black man arrested in Texas. Damn, Texas. Texas. For casting a vote in his polling place. Hmm. Uncle Ben Carson. <laughs> Rolled out again, y'all. Says welfare worse than slavery and is still a Republican boom coon <laughs> Boom coon. I like that one. Well, you know Bill Carson and Kanye, they're like best Oh, friends. Jesus. Sunken place Negroes. Chakari Richardson. Chakara. Chakari Richardson. I've heard it pronounced several times. I've heard it pronounced, yeah, several times. So, Chakari, if you listening, you can always hit us up on our social media if you it's want to just make sure we're representing you correctly. No doubt. I would love to make that connection, girl. <laughs> all right? 420 all day. You know what I'm saying? Miss <laughs> Richardson could win the vaping endorsement race. Only second to, to me. Anyway, <laughs> um, last but not least, I wonder how them giant goldfish in Minnesota taste. Pride, <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, don't knock it till you try it, man. Shoot, we never had no fried goldfish, so. And that was in ridiculous news. Ridiculous news. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we are gonna take a break. Uh, just hold it there for a moment, and we will be right back after this very important commercial break, y'all. Wow, all this playing's making me really thirsty. Hey, let's get something to drink. Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah! Oh, no, you little mother didn't. Huh? Kool-Aid, you're not supposed to use words like that. It's bad. Shut the hell up. Didn't I tell you little kids the first time about putting too much sugar in my pitcher? First, I had to tell you about filling me back up when you're done drinking, and now I got to tell you about putting too much sugar in my damn pitcher. It's okay, Kool-Aid. You have 35% less sugar than soda. Not if you little mother keep putting all that damn sugar in here. What does the package say, huh? Read it. It says use one cup. You don't keep adding sugar until the liquid turns to syrup. What the hell is wrong with you? That's how my cousin Tang died. I hope one of your damn toes fall off, then you learn. I'm out of here. This summer, stock up on Kool-Aid soft drink. And another thing. Stop putting all that damn fruit in my pitcher. 
I ain't Hawaiian Punch. And tell Punchy to bring that punching here if he want to. I'll show him what a real whooping look like. Y'all some dumb kids. Kool-Aid. It's the perfect summer refreshment for kids. But don't add too much sugar or he'll cuss out your kids. I hate that my accomplishment happened too late. So for the past almost three weeks, I have been working diligently and fervently and tirelessly to accomplish a goal that I had set for myself some years ago. About 13 years ago, I started out working on a project in which I didn't really know what the outcome would be. Um, I mean, I knew ultimately, of course, I would complete the project, but I didn't know the how, the where, or the when. Well, the how was just through straight consistency. Uh, on and off, here and there, little bit by little bit, and sometimes a lot of extra. The where was at a point in my life I wasn't sure about. Um, not sure about myself, my why, or my purpose. The when, well, that was a few days ago, uh, July 12th, 2021 to be exact. And through all of this, it has been a long, 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 long road uh, I traversed to get here um, to this side, uh, the side of accomplishment. It's something about accomplishing something that you've waited so long for. Once you get there, it may not feel the way you imagined it would. The excitement, the amazement, the sheer wow factor of being able to say that you did something great for yourself and that you did it all yourself may be missing. Well, not, you know, completely 100% all yourself. No one goes it alone. You always have some help. And I definitely had some help uh, with this, uh, be it a service someone provided to assist me in my accomplishment or even an encouraging word now and again. And trust me, it does make a difference. Or even the people that you meet along the way, you know, that let you know your situation isn't so bad or so dire as you might feel it is. Uh, this also drives you to keep pushing. But in the end, when you get there, sometimes it feels like something is missing. For me, it's the people that I wish could be here to celebrate the accomplishment with me. The feeling of being able to show them what I did and have them share in the moment with me would be the element, I think, that would make this moment in my life a lot more special. All I can do now is hope that they are watching and listening when I tell them that I appreciate all that they have done to get me here. And I hope that they are proud. And that from here, I plan to keep accomplishing goals that I have set for myself, no matter how long it takes, because although 
it's tough to continue moving forward without these people in my life. I could only imagine that they would want me to continue doing all I could to accomplish not only the things I set out to do for myself, but the things they weren't able to do while they were here. And maybe even some that haven't been done yet. And in doing that, I am not only making them proud, but making the ones that are still here proud and doing something important for myself. And that's creating a legacy that will last forever. Maybe in completing my accomplishment, it was too late for me in my timeline, but maybe for those I've lost, it's only the beginning. serving up coffee and laughs at your neighborhood coffee shop. Hello out there, TV land back. It's America's favorite, Matt of Larissa. That's right, he's back and funnier than ever. I would like to talk to you about some things I've had some time to think about while I was put away, uh, away on vacation. It's the Barista Bill Show. I'm gonna try to give out some good advice and maybe we'll learn something along the way. Maybe we'll have a couple of drinks. Aww. Watch as Bill gives out life lessons and tries to navigate life as the barista who won't deceive you. Oh, the sign for my new coffee shop looks good. It's gonna look good in the window. Now serving my special Quailu Keishin Bacinet of Sandwiches. This is really gonna knock out the competition. Hmm. Maybe I should take out the part about the Quailudes. Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill. Hey, it's Lamore Theodore. No, sir. My name's Brad, remember? Oh, yeah, that was the other young man named Theodore. I sure miss the boy who's away in college, you know, becoming a Hillman man like myself. You see, they called me the Rocket in college because I was smooth and creamy, just like the Jello Bunny. And I could run down any girl on campus. Now, what can I do for you, son? Do you want some coffee? Oh, there's... Oh, I know. You want an espresso. No, Barista Bill, there's... You want... The only existing issue of the brown hornet signed by the same pen I used on the picture page. Huh? I don't know if I could part with that sign. Reminds me of happier times when a man could buy a girl to drink, drug her, and no one would care because he had his own TV show. Uh, Barista Bill, I'm not sure I want to know all of that. Well, now you see my point, son. You want some coffee or not? <sighs> yes, Barista Bill. We'll take some coffee, but you have to listen. There's an angry mob of women across the street picketing. They're calling for you to move out of here. There's women here to see me. I'll get the pudding pops. Aww. Mr. Bill, they're walking over right now.
Welcome to Barista Bills. What can I do for you? Obviously, very angry women today. We don't like the way that you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you're out of jail. We want you out of here. You haven't paid your debt to society. But I paid a lot of money to the colleges that I gave money to and charities. And not to mention all the women that I had to pay off. I paid a tremendous debt to society. We know what you really are. We're not going to take this lying down. Would you like to take some of my coffee lying down? Oh. You're disgusting. You're a pig. We can't believe that any woman would ever support you. Call Felicia and Stephanie. They can vouch for me. I never touched them while they were sober. What? I'll tell you what. I'll make some of a special coffee and maybe we can talk this over. Oh, get back to work! Oops, there's my wife. Gotta go. Catch the brand new series, Barista Bill Show. You ladies want some of my hoagies? Just stick the tip in, it'll melt in your mouth. Duh. Coming this fall. Yo, son, check out my grill. Yo, a copper from the A-Rap, three stacks. Nah, son, that ain't how you do it. Check out my grill. Yo, son, that's hot. Where you get the grill, though? Yo, son, you gotta go to Grills Direct Club. It's the only place to get custom grills for cheap, son. Word. Yeah, this A-Rap <laughs> got my gums bleeding. Yeah, man, and it got your breath humming, kid. At Grills Direct Club, everyone deserves a grill they can flex with. We send custom grills directly to you in any size, color, or fashion. We make candy grills made from real jelly beans and nailators, diamond grills made with real zirconium plexiglass, ice grills made with real ice drippings, and spinner grills that spin every time you show off your new smile. And if the grill doesn't fit your needs, just send it back so that we can use it for the next customer. Yo, I'm going to Custom Grills Direct Club right now. Having the custom grill is what I needed to get my street cred up. My mouth kind of hurt, but my teeth look good. Yo, I put something funny where my mouth is with Grills Direct Club, yo. Get a grill you can be proud of. Grills Direct Club. Yo, son. I think my tooth just fell out. Alright, so today's recipe of the day is sponsored by the Chef Imposter, and she's bringing you blackened pepper shrimp. Mm. This recipe adds more heat to your already hot and humid summer as it features juicy Cajun blackened shrimp blanketed with a special pepper seasoning. And you can add a little spin to this dish by serving a sweet version of it as well which I love sweet and spicy dishes. So that's real cool right there. Sounds really good. So that is your recipe of the day. Uh, so check that recipe out with the Chef Imposter. And Nikki B is going to tell you where you can go to find this and other delicious recipes by the Chef Imposter. Oh, come on, guys. You know you got to hit us up on our socials. <laughs> I mean, I sound so hood, but I think it's so chicken It sounds so millennial. It sounds millennial. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, oh my god okay so guys it's a dot podcast dot thing on our insta and our facebook check us out come take a look at some of the pictures of this delicious dish so you can because mm-hmm. you know you're taking you're taking a meal with all of your senses so we're gonna give you we're gonna give you the look so you can envision the blanketed pepper sauce mm. and the jumbo shrimp mm. and all of that stuff so That's come cool. check out our socials for this and more recipes from our wonderful chef and pasta absolutely thank you for that nikki b and we are in the business of shouting out black and brown businesses and we are also in the business of shouting out you know uh, small businesses and female owned businesses as well. And so for this week, our featured business of the week is Fleming Real Estate. Okay, guys, Fleming Realty is dedicated to providing excellent customer service under a simple yet effective philosophy. Clients come first. Owner and realtor of 28 years, Bernard Fleming. <laughs> Love you. Is <laughs> a trusted resource that can help guide clients through the complex world of real estate. His extensive knowledge and commitment to providing only the best and most timely information ensures you are getting the greatest bang for your buck. So whether you're looking to buy or sell a property, you can feel at ease knowing that Fleming Real Estate is your go-to source for real estate insight and advice. And guys, I just want to note something here. Mr. Fleming has been an active member of the Realtors Association for 28 years and counting because there's no stopping that man. That means he doesn't do this on the weekends or summers or like a little side gig. This is his primary focus. So that means if it's important to you, it's important to him. Mr. Fleming also specializes in investment, foreclosure, and commercial properties. And when I tell you, that is a good look. He was able to help his daughter purchase a foreclosed on home. Guys, it is gorgeous. It's perfect for what she needs. It, it, it's perfect for her to grow into it. It didn't need as much work to get done. She's able to have exactly what she wants, way under the asking price for a home in that area. So I want you guys to please, please, please check out Fleming Real Estate, okay? I'm telling you, I'm going to have all the information. Well, JL is because, you know, I don't do the social media stuff. But JL <laughs> is going to have all of the information up on our socials. So it's a dot podcast dot thing on Insta and Facebook. Come check it out. Get Mr. Fleming's information, his website, phone number, email. He's legit, guys. And when I tell you, he's going to care about where you rest just as much as you care about where you rest your head. Okay. So check us out. It's a dot podcast dot thing on Insta and Facebook. Absolutely. Thank you, Nikki B, for that. And thank you, Fleming Real Estate, for being our featured business of the week. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And up next is Taylor Taylor with our weekly <laughs> entertainment news. It's on you, Taylor Taylor. Come on.
Hello everyone, it's your girl Taylor Taylor. You know what I'm here for? Exactly. I let you <laughs> I let a, a little pause for you can say, Oh, it's the weekly entertainment now. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, well, as usual, I'm here to give you your weekly entertainment news and we're gonna start with the music. And first off, I messed up last week. Ooh, bad Taylor, bow, bow, bow. Um, so Tangerine Dream is a good song, but I got it mixed up with the other song, even though they sound totally different. Because Tangerine Dream is more slow and like very vocally, and she's just yeah. I kind of I heard the song I'm about to tell you. That was the last song that was playing in my head, and that's what I was describing. So it's In Your Eyes by Snow Allegra. That song has the the four beat like intro because it's produced by Pharrell Williams. So I was like, oh, cause you know, he has a little, the little four beat count before you, you go into the song most of the time. Who's that? Pharrell Williams. Oh, for real? Yeah. That, yeah. That so he produced this song and that's what I was thinking about when I was talking about Tangerine Dream. Yeah, Neptunes, yeah. Yeah, so it's a good song. Like I, like, I love this song. Her, like I said, her whole album was good. Every single song was a bop. There was no miss. She took no L's. <laughs> Sorry, my little teenager's coming out. All right, the next song is Sweet Dream by Alyssa, Alicia Cara. Remember her? Yes, I do, actually. I She's, like, she's been making music, but it hasn't been, like... like Heart-topping. Yeah, it hasn't been, like, her Here song. Like, right. I really liked Here. But this one was really good. I liked it. Like, I like her voice. She's very, she's still new. She hasn't really got that big, big, like you would have thought she did with that one song she did. Was it Scars for Your Beautiful? Mm. No Scars for Your Beautiful. Because that song came out and then she disappeared. Gotcha. Yeah, so, I haven't heard a lot from her. I know she had been doing some stuff with some other artists, but I hadn't heard a lot from her. Yeah, but this song was pretty good. And I was like, this is a good way to come back. Like, good job. I love it. All right, next, I have Malcolm X by, yeah, Eastside K-Boy featuring Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. It was different. I never heard of Eastside K-Boy before. Okay. But I love Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. Okay. So, like, I would say that he's kind of, like, my favorite rapper of the rappers now. Interesting. Because so, I don't really listen to a lot of people. You know what I listen to. Yeah, I do. K-pop <laughs> and alternative R&B. That's my genre, but I like Kendrick Lamar. Like a lot of his songs aren't a miss. He's pretty good. Gotcha. And all right. And next, our next song is we're gonna do something a little different, a little special. Hold on. Let's see if you know it. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? Oh yeah. Yeah. So the next song is "Just a Friend" by Biz Marquis. So. <sighs> Yeah. We have a little tribute for him due to his passing. So. Yeah, so we got the news in the midst of recording for the episode, and the news hit so hard uh, that I almost considered waiting to do this. But I wanted to say uh, what was on my heart while this feeling was so strong right now. Uh, we lost a true hip-hop pioneer. Uh, Biz Marquis passed on Friday. And with him goes a talent, a passion, and a love for the art of hip-hop that is solely lacking in the game today. Uh, although we do have artists like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, 
uh, and also uh, others, you know, who are keeping that, that genre alive. And of course, my old school heads out there like Nas and Common. But uh, there was just something about the biz, you know. Uh, but what remains uh, with all of that is his legacy and how he emerged into hip hop with one of the funniest and dopest hip hop songs ever, uh, Just a Friend. And that made him a star and pushed him further into the limelight where he appeared on television series like In Living Color and even into big blockbuster movies like Men in Black. And he continued uh, making music with his mouth that only Biz could make. Uh, with his passing, we lost the clown prince of hip-hop. We will miss you and all of your talents and all of your tributes that you made to the industry. Uh, you will be solely missed, Your Highness, but uh, we will never forget you because nobody beats the biz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is a tough one. This is like this is a tough one. my favorite song, and like just with all this happening, he is my childhood. Yeah. He's in one of my favorite shows, and I honestly forgot he was in um, Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he did his thing. He did his thing. He what was in the second for. one or the first one? He was in the second one. He all was right. in the second one. So uh, you know, it, it just I don't know. It 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 was one of those things, I guess, because us coming from the hip hop world. Um, we never knew hip hop was going to, Biggie said in the song, never thought that hip hop was going to take it this far, um, mm -hmm. because we really didn't because, you know, they said, Oh, you know, hip hop's a fad. It's going to, it's going to go away. And it just got bigger and bigger. And so when we started seeing artists like Queen Latifah crossing over into television and movies and LL Cool J crossing over into television and movies and Will Smith crossing over and, and, and they're still so relevant today. And then, you know, Biz was able to do it on his on his level as well. And, you know, just just, you know, really continue to, to you know, make hip hop known and, and just further put that imprint. Uh, in the industry, so uh, it was just really cool. Like I said, he was just he was fun. He was the fun yeah. part of hip hop, um, you know. And you know, hip hop. If anybody really knows about hip hop, it comes from you know the street battles and the DJing, and it, it comes from the partying. And and Biz was about that partying side, either just the having fun, you know, maxing and relaxing. You know, it it was it was it was hip hop. So um, I'm I'm. It's 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 a hard loss for me. I'm trying not to like be all like blubbery and and emotional, but I mean it is a tough loss. And people say, oh, you you know you don't know these people. How you get you know? But no, I mean the music. The music is universal, and music speaks to the soul. You know, mm -hmm. and and that's how people connect. You commit. You connect. You go to a party. You go to a concert. You connect with people through their music, and yeah. it's the same thing. I mean, when an artist puts out music, you connect with them on on a certain level, uh, regardless of whether you know them or not. You know, so. Um, and, and I mean, that's what it was. So we, we definitely, uh, we will miss, uh, Biz Marquis. That, that's just a tough one for me. So, yeah. Oh man, it's even, it's hard to go on. To yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. We got to bring it up. Let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Right. Well, that's all the music we have for you this week. And I wanted to end it with the, with him as, yeah, that's no doubt. crazy. No doubt. Oh man. But yeah, let's, let's get to your entertainment. Uh, so number one. Um, I went and saw Black Widow in theaters the other day, and it was really good. I liked it. Like, I liked it a lot. So, it, the casting 
was pretty well. Well, because she's going to be black. Scarlett Johansson is black widow. The only messed up on one thing. I don't want to spoil anything. But when you watch <laughs> it, you you find out. But um, it was good. The acting, the action, storyline, and how it connects with the the other movies, the other Avenger movies. Because yeah. it's between, it's right after Civil War and before Infinity Wars. Mm, okay. So... You're like, oh, how did she get the blonde hair? There you go. So stuff like that. Okay. Well, and, you gave that away, so. Oh. <laughs> that's just one. one. Spoiler alert. That's one. Yeah. Okay. And then also, uh, one of the Marvel series I just finished the other day was Loki. The series? Yo. That was crazy. I heard the finale was really crazy. It was so annoying. It made me mad. Oh, okay. Because it was good. And it's going to lead to the next movies. Hmm, so, okay. uh, you know who Kang the Conqueror is? Uh, I don't. Okay, well, he's very scary and he's very serious. <laughs> so, he's going to be, I guess, like the main villain for the next couple movies. But okay. we just don't know how they're going to bring him in. But So, is Loki getting his own movie? He's getting another series. Like, oh, another okay, season. Gotcha. So he, they finished the first season, so he's getting another one. That's what they, because you know Marvel's like, Loki will be back, Captain America will be back, stuff like that. They have in the movie, so he's going to have a next season, and then, but all the other shows are turning into movies. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so like WandaVision, they're going to do a movie with Doctor Strange, and then Captain, I keep saying that, because, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, next Captain America movie. Gotcha. All that jazz. Gotcha. So there's that. It was good, but it just made me mad. Gotcha. So, uh, next, Space Jam is out. And based off of some reviews, I got to watch it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we were literally on IMDb, and it was a 4.1 out of 10. I was like, oh, that's kind of bad. But and then I looked again, I was like, oh, it went down. 3.8. <laughs> Out of ten, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Why? But I wanna, I wanna watch it because it's, I love Looney Tunes. I grew up watching Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. Looney Tunes and um, Tom and Jerry, Warner Brothers. Yeah, Looney Tunes classic. Yeah, but I just wanted to see it to see it for myself. So, because I like the original Space Jams, I want to see what was different about this other than I guess LeBron James's bad acting, mm. based off of what everyone's saying. So that, and next, the League of Super Pets. So Superman's dog and all the other superheroes' pets. So they're getting a movie. And can you guess who's playing Crypto? Uh, I don't want to. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. So <clears throat> so it's Superman's dog team up with a flying cat to stop, <laughs> to stop crying while Superman's oh, on vacation. He's on vacation. Is this how desperate DC is to try to keep up with the superhero genre right now? Well, do you remember the show? I remember the show, but... <laughs> Jeez. But it's not just... It's not the, the rock in it. His little best friends in there, too. But... The... Kevin Hart. I don't oh know. Gosh. He's okay. playing Ace. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. When, when DC turns superheroes into a comedy genre, that's... That's when it's over. It's over. But so. I'm just, I'm like, I'm confused because The Rock is supposed to be Black Adam, but he's playing crypto. You know, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. Anybody can be any superhero. I can be a superhero, so it, it doesn't even matter anymore. 
Superhero, what you be? I don't know. <laughs> Angry man. Angry man. <laughs> I'm just, uh, jeez. Um, well, Keanu Reeves is in it. We don't know mm. who he's playing yet, but everyone loves Keanu. Yeah. He, he never messes up. Yeah, Keanu's the man. Yeah. So there's that. And then the next movie I have for you is called Turning Red. It's another Disney movie. It's about a girl. Whenever she gets excited, she turns into a big red panda. So she's a fluffy the Hulk. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Um, it's, it's, she's, um, it's a little Asian girl. So I'm not fully sure. I don't want to say which race she is, but she's Asian and she turns into a red panda. I'm going to so, assume she's Chinese if it's a panda, but why would they make a little Asian girl turn into a panda? Why couldn't she be like an American black bear or a grizzly? Or why does she have to be a panda? Pandas <laughs> are cute. I know, but she... That's I don't know that's the point. It's like she's it's a panda bear who, who they are native to to Asia and they're making the Asian girl be a panda bear. It's just kind of well. It's a good thing the the girl who's voicing the character is Asian. Same yes. for the mom. Gonna be eating noodles with chopsticks too. Like I mean, don't say that. I'm just saying. Like, it, like <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Um, but I don't know. It looks interesting. So she's like she turns into the Hulk, but it's a panda. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> This is why I don't watch movies, but okay. <laughs> well, you're going to be excited with number six. All right. But the next movie, you're not going to be excited about this one. Transformers. Okay. Rise of the Beast. Oh, jeez. It's a spinoff based off of the Beast Wars. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. But if you like people who still watch the Transformers movies that come out now, which I don't. I don't know why, but if you are excited for this, here you go. It's expected to come out the 24th of June in 2022. I'm all transformed out, man. Yeah, the first one was good. Yeah, they killed Jazz, but you know. Yeah, they kept killing somebody because it was yeah. Jazz in the first one. Who, the second one, Shia LaBeouf got into a car accident. So Did they, they kill Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime in the first, in the second one. They did, but they brought him back. They brought him back, and then they killed Ratchet in the third one, right? Was it Ratchet? It, no, that was the fourth one. Oh, okay. Brought, I can't keep up. They killed Iron Or Iron Ironside, yeah. 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 So everyone died. So all the yeah, good ones. Just, yeah. Jeez. Mm -hmm. And then, what was it? Optimus Prime turned evil in the fifth one. Oh, Jesus. He started. There's a lot. Why that are there so many movies? Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> loves Transformers, but they're just doing it wrong. Yeah, so. There's that. And last but not least, you're mm -hmm. going to be excited for it. I'm excited know. for it. I don't know, man. Yes, you are. I haven't been impressed so far. Wait, wait, wait. John Wick. John Wick 4? John Wick. Okay, yeah. Chapter 4. Chapter 4, okay. And your man's in it. Who's that? Scott Atkins. <gasps> Scott Atkins is going to be in John Wick 4? Yes. Are you serious right now? Yes. Oh, my God. As what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but I know there's going to be some cool fighting scenes. Okay, now that's a movie. Oh, yeah. That's expected. This is going to be a birthday movie. Oh, man. For me, uh, expected May 27th. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm there. I'm there. You, you, Yeah, that they redeemed themselves with that one. Shoot, I'm excited. Because awesome. most of the time when Scott Atkins is in the movie, he's a side character and he's doing a choreography. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he, he definitely deserves to be on the on the front stage. So this, yeah. I don't know, maybe this will kind of get him out there a little bit more on the American side. Because he's definitely been doing this thing on the European side. He should be Batman. Well, he should be. Here's a plug for that. 
A, DC, if you want to step up your game and really get a good Batman movie out there, go ahead and kick Robertson Patterson out of that Batman suit and put Scott Atkins in it. There you go. There's my endorsement. Yes. Scott Atkins. <laughs> Scott Atkins for Batman. Batman. 2024. 2024. <laughs> but the only thing that messes that up, though, he was in Doctor Strange. Um, he choreographed it and he was one of the bad guys. Oh, gotcha. But they gotcha. kind of kind of killed him off. So he got kicked. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, no, I mean, everybody else, everybody else gets to play like five, six superheroes nowadays. Oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds has been everybody. And now Ben Affleck has been there. Ben Affleck will probably be Superman next week. So who knows? Oh, uh, I think they fired him. Oh, well, you know. So they fired what you call it from being Superman and now they're gonna make a black Superman. Hey, yeah. So uh, speaking of this is what I almost missed. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, good thing you said that. Deadpool three. Hmm, okay. I actually like because Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. All the other superhero play characters that he played, he shouldn't have done those. But he is Deadpool. And to the point that um or I think it was Tim Miller. It was one of the writers got mad at him because he kept having an opinion when it comes to Deadpool. And I'm like, he is Deadpool. He should yeah. have it. He's producing it. He's starring in oh, it. Yeah. And he's making this happen. If you're producing it, then yeah, you do have to say so. So, but, um, there's a, he did a, it was a teaser trailer for it. And he's kind of sneaking his way into MCU universe. So that's mm -hmm. like all the main movies so we're trying to figure out how that's going to happen gotcha. they're probably thinking that he's going to show up in the um the new spider-man movie that's going to come out hmm. so we'll see we'll see we'll see but that is all the entertainment i have for you this week um is there any birthday yeah we had uh actually had several birthdays for july i gotta represent for the cancers for this month so uh <laughs> and just a side note shout out to t-pain uh whom wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of until now when I, when I heard that Twitter rant. <laughs> and he just said everything that I've been wanting to say and people in my generation have been wanting to say for, for years. So thank you, T-Pain. Um, also, congratulations to Don Cheadle for his Emmy nomination. Um, that dude should have several of those. Uh, but anyway, you know. Uh, happy birthday to singer Regina Bell. Oh, who I love and is underrated. Uh, also, happy birthday to Tracy Spencer, who I thought was so beautiful back in the day. Uh, both of them should be absolutely more famous. Uh, also, happy birthday to uh, R&B singer Stokely of Mid Condition, uh, comedian Eddie Griffin, my man, fast-talking Eddie Griffin, uh, actor, singer Jason Weaver, you know him, symbol from The Lion King, yeah, yeah. that dude. Um, and Michael Jackson of uh, An American Dream, also he played Little Michael. Uh, Daryl Chill Mitchell from House Party, my dude. Uh, one of the Corys, uh, Corey Feldman, the only one Corey we have left, actually. Oh. Uh, happy birthday to him. I think Will Ferrell celebrates his birthday this week, but I didn't really want to shout him out like that. But yeah, anyway. he does. Uh, director <laughs> F. Gary Gray uh, set it off, you know, kind of his masterpiece. Uh, Oscar-winning actor Forrest Whitaker, uh, who's been in the game forever, uh, is doing it with the Godfather of Harlem right now. Uh, three of my favorite light-skinned actresses, uh, Cherie Headley from Coming to America, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, Viv number two, y'all, and Anne-Marie Johnson from In Living Color and Hollywood Shuffle. Uh, yes, singer Millie Jackson also. In uh, a couple of uh, memorial spotlights, uh, performer extraordinaire, one-third of the famous R&B group Levert, uh, Gerald Levert, a.k.a. the Velvet Teddy Bear, uh, my man, uh, an actor and comedian, 
and one of the greatest storytellers of all time, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. And uh, also a groundbreaking uh, actress and singer, uh, Diane Carroll, uh, who broke ground with the sitcom Julia uh, back in the day. So she celebrates her birthday as well. Uh, so Memorial Spotlight on those uh, people there. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, list them and change the game there. Don't forget this man, my favorite band, the original Luke Kane. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeez. Robin Chu. Yes. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yes. Mortal Kombat. Okay. He, uh, I'm going to say this to you. Everyone else already knows. He's on my heart. He's a good looking man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I mean, you know. Him, him Bruce Lee, the young Jackie Chan, <laughs> and a young Jet Lee. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I like men's. You uh, like your women's? Yeah, I like my men's. I like women's, women's, women's. women's, women's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Uh, well, that is all for your entertainment this week. And we will see you next week. And rest in peace, Mr. Bismarck. Rest in peace, Clown Prince. All right, it's another one, y'all. Thank you for joining us here on It's a Podcast Thing. We really appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, Mom, Dad, uh, family, friends. Uh, Thank you to the Chef Imposter. Thank you to our uh, Black and Brown and small businesses. And thank you so much for our business of the week, our feature business of the week uh, with Fleming Real Estate. Um, We appreciate you and definitely check him out uh, on our social media there. it's uh with the businesses like you know like during the uh pandemic there was a surge in black female owned businesses uh that's black girl magic right there so <laughs> absolutely hey yeah there you go uh black females are i think like what the the number one starter of like businesses and things like that so yep. absolutely uh, thank you to our frontline workers, nurses, doctors, EMS, uh, and all of our essential workers, grocery store workers, and food service industry. Uh, thank all of you. And uh, to the peaceful protesters uh, abroad, uh, be safe out there. And even uh, even if it's bad, uh, don't destroy your communities. Uh, I know it's tough, but just keep fighting for equality uh, by getting into good trouble. Not the bad trouble, the good trouble. Uh, thank you to our peaceful protesters here, and God bless the families that are victims of violence. Uh, and God bless uh, Surfside, Florida. Uh, you got any thank yous, uh, shout outs, Nikki B? Well, as always, I want to shout out and thank our listeners, you know, I want you to, you know, like, share, subscribe, all the other ways. We'll get there, we'll get there. I want you to like it. I want you to tell your friends about it. Tell them I'm cool, y'all. Tell them I'm cool. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um, and as always, to the love of my life, I love you, guys. Aww. I like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm sincere. I'm sincere with that. Uh, <laughs> EJ the DJ. You got any uh, thank yous or shout outs? What you got? Uh, he said, of course, thank you, mom, dad. Uh, he said, uh, if the Olympics are banning the soul cap, we need to react with a soul clap. That's what I'm talking about. 
Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he, 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 he was sliding them in there, but yeah, I know there's, uh, some, some issues with the black female swimmers who are swimming in the Olympics with the, the caps that they're wearing to protect their hair, like, that's ridiculous, so, uh, they're, they're reconsidering this ban, so hopefully they'll get over themselves by next week, because the Olympics are coming up, so, good luck to all of the, uh, contestants there, especially my brothers and sisters out there representing, uh, do your I thing. Mean, they don't want to disappoint EJ. Uh, uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> you don't know? He's no, DJ the DJ. DJ the DJ, man. Absolutely. Uh, remember what old Jack Burton says uh, and what we always say. Uh, it's your thing. It's our thing. It's a podcast thing. See y'all. Peace.